Hey everyone, welcome to What Are You Watching? I'm Alex Winter and I'm joined by my best man, Nick Dostal. How you doing there, Lloyd Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> I'm tickled to be here. Oh my God, okay. Yeah. You're a tickled little boy. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to go off you. All right. Very loose episode today. Very fun episode. Today, we are quite simply going to be talking about the funniest movies we've ever seen. That's it. That's it. Obviously, this is the one of the most subjective topics we could ever discuss because Especially humor you. is different. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, I mean, yeah, sure. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But everyone has a different sense of humor. Everyone's relationship to humor is different. So it's kind of like when we talked about the scariest movies we've ever seen. That's mm. a little insight into what actually scares us, what doesn't. This is just going to be a little insight into us, and we're going to talk about a lot of funny movies today. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about a lot of funny movies and maybe some not-so-funny movies from well, you Well, yeah, I was going to get that. I was, I'm was. i definitely – the movies I'm going to talk about first are my 10 favorite comedies. Everyone would consider them a comedy. Like they would be in the comedy section of the video store. They are out and out comedies. And then after that, we're going to get into just a lot of movies that I think are entirely funny or have <laughs> more likely have one or two very funny aspects. And, but these are not funny movies. These are, you know, <laughs> dead serious dramas in some cases, not, not really, but I'm excited to talk about those, but yeah, this is we're going to talk about a lot of funny stuff today. Hells yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hells yeah. First, I want people to know, yeah, I mean, if they've listened to the podcast, they probably have a good idea of our senses of humor, but in general, I want to describe a little bit about, you know, our senses of humor, what makes us laugh. I thought it'd be funny if we did it for each other. This is So like hilarious. I can describe you, you can describe me, and then of course we can, you know, edit and make uh, adjustments as needed, but who wants to go first? Oh my god. <laughs> I don't even I can't even I, I'm just going to say right now, this right here, this has been this this particular prompt has been racking my brain for a week. Oh my god. <laughs> and and I think I think I've got it. I think I've got it. I know you so well, so I know what you find funny, but it always surprises me when you burst out laughing at something. Oh. So I was thinking a lot about movies that I've heard you like die laughing in. And I'm like, oh, well, some of those are like the same shit that I'll laugh at. So like maybe it's not so different. And it's not in some areas when some it is. You like immature humor, but only when the circumstances of the scene are in that are are derived in intelligence. Oh, so you okay. don't like you're you're not a lowbrow guy. Mm, you're, you're yeah. you you can appreciate it, but only when it happens as a result of, of something that's not lowbrow. So like if if it's a if it's a if it's a character that just is a stupid guy. But he's trying really hard to not be stupid. When he does something stupid, you'll find that very funny. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like cutesy at all. <laughs> no, not a fan of cutesy humor. No, that's true. No. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. And so I, I would say that your humor arises given the the depths of the reality of a situation. And then when something ridiculous or completely off the mark happens as a result of that situation. Mm -hmm. So the heavier the situation can be, 
that when comedy shows its way through or unexpectedly, because that's that's a big thing. Like you definitely get you definitely get tickled by <laughs> the uh, by something that comes out of nowhere that you weren't expecting. Oh, no, I just shot Marvin in the face. This is exactly yes. what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's all. That's all accurate. That's all true. Yeah, I think so. See, I think you have a great sense of humor because you think I'm hilarious. Well, (laughs) (laughs) oh, look at that. Case in um, point. Case in point. I do think of the two of us, you are an easier laugh. Oh, yeah. You will laugh at like anything. A lot of stuff because you'll all the things you just listed for me, you will laugh at as well. Yes. But then, you know, you will go in like we're not going to talk about TV today, but there's there's a very common type of TV humor, which is sitcom humor. And that's like, you know, what dominated TV in our childhoods growing up. And I have just never been able to identify with that laugh track sitcom. I don't mean I sit there like a vampire, like, you know, one hour photo when he's watching The Simpsons. He's just like <laughs> sitting there like stewing. I'm not like that. Like I'll laugh. But those those types of things or that type of humor, like the cutesy stuff, that wouldn't be on my list at all today. But yeah, I mean, in general, I think you are an easier laugh. I think you just think a lot of things are funny. Yeah. Generally. And, and even <laughs> in those. Great. Yeah. And even in those sitcom type things, like I don't have anything actually listed on here that's like that. Yeah. I just enjoy the that overall um, tone. It's enjoyable. It's nice. It's light. But it's, it, the things that really make me laugh, like the things that will actually like I won't usually find those in those type of things. But, yes, I I would say I am probably the easiest laugh that I know. Yeah. I'll laugh at damn near anything. And if I don't laugh, then I think that's a problem. <laughs> that yeah. If yeah. you haven't gotten me to laugh, then I'm like, no, this is uh, this ain't working. <laughs> yeah, this isn't like this is not funny enough. That's yeah, that's definitely true. I think the way we just described each other, we're going to see some hints that we did not share our list together. I mean, you you know, of course, we do know each other very well, but I don't exactly know what you're going to mention. You don't exactly know what I'm going to mention or why. So, yeah, it's just going to be fun. Anything else to say by way of introduction here? Funny times, baby. Oh, man. You know, life is life and life is a cookie. And, you know, you just got to sit back and laugh with it. So, no, you didn't have anything. No, else no, I got That's nothing, good. man. Okay. I think, I think you know, good. this is why. This is why you're – this is why All I'm right, I'm just – I'm taking it, taking it on. All right. Okay, so we're going to get going here. Mine are not in any preferential order. I put them in chronological order. These are my – I just have a list of my 10 favorite comedies. I did think a lot about this, and some of these movies are very dumb. Some of them might be considered, I don't know, sophisticated, maybe not, but some of them are just dumb because I had to be like real with myself and stay true to myself and go, no, these are the 10 comedies that make me laugh, guaranteed. Pretty much all of these, if I put them on in the shittiest of moods, I my perspective is going to change on things, and I'm just going to be in a lighter mood. Yeah, I, I, uh, me being me, I can't help. I'll, I will rank everything, no matter what. I love it. So, so I do have a ranking to mine, but yes, in the same vein, I, I went with the movies that I've seen every single one of these movies multiple times that it's in my list. Oh yeah, and they need. To, I think a really good comedy has to be a movie where it has repeat viewing and it makes you laugh just as hard, maybe not just as hard, but as hard as it did the very first time you saw it. Like you're always going to get the belly laughs 
from this movie, no matter how many times you've seen it. I think that's what makes the personalization with these comedies the the most important part. Yeah, because like to go, I guess before we get to the list, to go back to like me being kind of a tough laugh. When I go to a comedy movie, I typically like I'll laugh a few times, even if I don't think the whole thing is funny. But things can be funnier in the theater the first time when there are 300 strangers around you laughing hysterically. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, I guess I'm going to chuckle at this. But a lot of movies, a lot of movies do not make that trip home to your living room. And you're kind of watching it and you're like, uh, or it does get, you know, stale quickly over time. So to your point, the movie's on my list. It doesn't mean maybe I'm I when I put it on yesterday, I was laughing as hard as when I saw it in 2003 in the movie theater, but I was still laughing really hard. And I was remembering yep. the first time I saw it in 2003, laughing my ass off in the theater. Uh, what I am curious to hear from your list is how much um like how much time span there is. If yeah. seeing how how far we go, because it's gonna be it'll be telling if we're only talking about, you know, 80s and 90s movies, because that would be indicative of our age. Are we top heavy with more recent things, which <laughs> probably not because, you know, comedy died a few well, years ago. <laughs> this is this is exactly what I wanted yeah. to say before you like we because this wasn't even a prompt that you had. But I maybe I know where we get in. Maybe we should talk yeah. about how and, and I don't know, maybe this is very subjective because we are of a certain age now. Where and I'm looking at my list and like I I mean you just said it perfectly. This is an 80s 90s list. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I am a 90s kid for sure. Represent. But <laughs> <laughs> but when I'm looking at the material that's out there, movies or TV, even though we're not talking about TV, but even in that genre, I don't really see things that make me laugh. No. I will see things that no. what you'd kind of talk about where. I'll see it and I kind of get maybe a little bit of a chuckle or like a little bit of like a, oh, okay, yeah, I see what they're doing here. And that's, 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 that's funny, I guess. But I don't think things are drop dead, funny, hilarious anymore. I don't see anything like that. No, I, this okay, is a I'll, problem, man. It's a huge problem. Like I saw Bottoms last night because I, oh, I, like, I wanted to, I wanted to see this. And saw it. I thought yeah, this might be uh, something. Nah. Nah, no, nah. come on. And I'm not even saying just like for me, like I was in there with, you know, it, it certainly wasn't sold out. It's been out a week at this point, but it was, uh, we were all there ready to laugh. We were. And so there was like, I don't know, maybe there was 30 people in there. Most were probably women between the ages of uh, 18 and 22, I would imagine. You know, it's an R-rated movie geared toward women. And by the end, it was just like the laughs were uh petering out it was stale i mean in the theater i yeah i got extremely bored and went uh, oh this thing doesn't have many places to go we're talking we're supposed to be like laughing our asses off today but yeah i mean we can start like th- this is a problem and that director's previous movie shiva baby yeah is a really funny movie that movie's hilarious then but and i really like that movie and rachel Sennett, who has emerged as a talent since Shiva Baby. I like what she's done. She wrote Bottoms with the director. So I, yeah, it just wasn't for me. And it everything feels very, very timid. Like everything, everyone's walking on tiptoes. I can feel the studio behind everything, all the studio notes. Uh, I always say Game Night was the last like American made comedy that I really laughed hard at. But, uh, you know, that's around when humor people started losing their senses of humor. It seems like around, you know, 2016, late 2016, early 2017. I get it. I get it. But you know, 
I don't know. It's it's uh, why even make a comedy? Like, look what happened when Paul Thomas Anderson just tried to make one. He got that's I mean, he got his ass handed to him. Yeah. And that was supposed to be like his lightest movie ever. <laughs> it, it probably was the lightest movie he made and he got eviscerated for it. Like just, oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know. I did see one movie recently that I know you've seen. We haven't talked about it um, that I did. I did enjoy for exactly the reasons of comedy. No hard feelings. No hard feelings. I did like yeah. that movie. I yeah. did. And that movie had, uh, you, you know why I figured I might like this and I went to the theater to go see it. It wasn't doing that well with the reviews. And I yeah. went, okay, this, I think there's actually going to be something here. I appreciated Th- that movie's like dedication to the joke, yes. to letting people talk how certain people talk, like fuck is every other word, like it's okay, and just being crass and being kind of gross. Ultimately, I mean, a lot of comedies are like this. Like the last, you know, 15, 20 minutes, you're like, oh, you didn't you didn't really know where to go. Like great setup, but you didn't know how to land. That's so common of, of a lot uh, of comedies. Uh, a, a, lot of comedies a lot of comedies. Even that I like. Yeah. yeah even look- ones that I really like. Like that that just happens. It's great setup. You didn't have the delivery. And, you know, okay, I thought that movie fell victim to that, but that's a good example. But the movies we're talking about today, if I saw them in the theater, almost falling out of my seat laughing. When I watch them at home, I'm dying laughing. So while I did laugh at No Hard Feelings, it wasn't that type of laughter. It was like chuckles, you know? Yeah. It seems like all of this is kind of going by the wayside. And now we're just kind of going with let's be really safe and not offend anybody. But I, I guess I'll say it. I think offensive stuff is funny. Uh, it, it's Well, Jennifer Lawrence was saying that a lot when she was promoting that movie. She yes. says this is an offensive movie. Like some comedy is supposed to offend. That's the intent of it. It's supposed to push that boundary and then cross over it to redefine the boundary. That's what comedy is largely uh, – th- that's what I should say some comedy is supposed to do. A lot of people just like their comedy, you know, much – more watered down and safer, and that's fine too. More yep. just a little cleaner, and that's fine. Just uh, nothing we're going to be talking about today fits that. We should get into the list, though. Let's get into the list. Let's You've been talking forever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. We'll t- yeah, we'll stop talking about what's not funny and talk about what is very funny. All right. So, who wants to go first? <laughs> oh my God! I this is John Klein on Twitter. Did you see what he said? What he said, the reason why I make you go first is because you lied to me for four fucking years about the exorcist steps, or rather about the exorcist. And that included me taking you to the stairs, you know, and it was actually like longer than four years because you told me you had seen it in like 2016. The stairs know, incident was 2018. We found out live on the podcast in 2021 that it was all a lie. So that's why you go first. So go first. I feel like there's a statute of limitations on this that just needs to be enforced. And yeah, the exact <laughs> amount of years. You're oh only on year. God. You're only on year two. That's gonna be <laughs> so like, like 2030. I got five more years. Yeah, exactly. I got five oh. more years of this shit. No, I can go first if you want. I got a great no, one. No, no. All right, number ten. Your ranking. So number ten. All right, number ten. This um, all of these are from my fucking childhood, basically, but. <laughs> this is one of the funniest 80s comedies that exists from Ooh. an actor that I know that um, that uh, you and our and our, our somewhat uh, occasional uh, guest, Dan, have talked about. Oh, uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks comedies. OK. I, no one talks about how funny he was back in his day. He got his start in comedy. He got yeah, his start in comedy. Started. And yeah. he's a completely yeah. different actor. In the comedy totally. realm than in the drama realm. So if you only know Tom Hanks as being 
I mean, honestly, God, I mean, let's just say what it is. It's one of the greatest of all time. He is. Yeah. But the comedy that he did in the 80s is hilarious. And this is one of my favorite comedy movies. That's The Money Pit. Oh, my God. I wondered if you were going to say that or The Burbs. Dude, I... Yeah, either one. Some of these, because you and I did not share our lists, some of these, I I can't even promise that I've seen them all. I have seen this, but definitely not since I was a kid. But that movie was hilarious. Yeah. Yes. My first relationship to Tom Hanks was like Turner and Hooch. Yeah. Big. Yeah. Like, in Big, he's starting to cross over. He started to cross. He's doing both, clearly. But... I mean, uh, the burbs, like that's how, so then when, when he started doing like Philadelphia or Forrest Gump, I was like, holy shit, this, you know, so yeah, he definitely started as a comedy actor, but all the money pit. I love this. I love where we're going. It's so funny. <laughs> and it, it, it's got everything The the, the premise of the movie, Tom Hanks and uh, his wife played by Shelley Long, yeah. who is also an underrated comedic actress. Like she is so funny in everything she's ever done. Yeah. Yeah. And they're trying to get a new house together and they put all of their money into this fixer upper that ends up being like, you know, the the house is basically trying to kill them. Everything that could possibly go wrong with the house goes wrong. And (laughs) like, like all you really have right here is a relationship that you care about, two people who are very funny, and then a physical element disrupting everything on their way to happiness that's it that's the formula and it's hilarious it's so funny i love it there's a scene where the bath the bathtub falls through the floor yeah that's probably the most famous scene for sure for sure i love that that's so funny and like i don't want to say it because i want people to go and see it but tom hanks just has a reaction to it that is just like if you were to just put that into a script, this is what makes funny funny is how does someone react to something? And mm-hmm. he has like this laugh cry type thing that yeah. he can't figure out. And, like <laughs> It's just so fun. So fun. Oh, that was great. That was a great one. I'm I'm taking it a little farther back. It's one some we can go through quickly because we talked about this movie a lot. But I did want to have I realized when I did my list. I only had one satire. So I went, oh, so this is my favorite satire. Like, okay, that's that's great. That's a way to call that out. And I've said it before on the podcast, but Dr. Strangelove is easily ah, one of the 10 okay. funniest movies I've ever seen. Okay. Yes. And I don't want to rattle off. I have like, I have a list right here of my favorite satires, but if I start rattling them off, some of them may very well be on your list. So I'll hold on that. But yeah, I love satirical humor. I mean, you go back to our Kubrick episode. We talked about that in depth about how they were, you know, started out writing a drama, like we're going to write a drama about <laughs> nuclear warfare. And then it was just so absurd. They turned it into a comedy. And I thought the first few times I watched that, that like stuff in that is absurd and like it couldn't be real. But then like that general is just like a real dude, like the army guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like blow everyone up. I mean, it was like a, it's based on a real guy. Oh, my God. A true satirical masterpiece. Oh, I I completely agree. I think that is the the it's the best one because of yeah. the stakes and because yeah. it was really real. The world. I think that might be a good way to kind of like piggyback off of what your humor is is when intelligence um matches with reality. Yeah. And then the absurdity that comes out of that. Like that's yeah. Oh god, I love I mean and you know, I'm not trying to breeze passive but we've we talked about that movie a lot before like we yeah. went through the whole kind of lineage of it but also what i want to say is that george c scott is obviously very very funny in it 
And they did the thing where he made him do all these crazy takes as yep. his first few takes. And then, so I had always heard that. And that made me think that like, oh, so is George C. Scott like not funny? So just really quickly, The Hospital, made in 1971, written by Patty Chayefsky, is, oh my God, it is some of the funniest shit. George C. Scott, just like, as a surgeon, like, the only reason I'm mentioning it is because when you were talking about the money pit of like, just seeing this character stuck in a situation and how they react to it. And you get to see George C. Scott just like, flip out sometimes. And I go, all right, he wasn't being tricked there. Like, he knew that this take is going to be in the movie. So like, yeah, he could be funny. And it's so funny. Highly recommend that one. It actually almost made my list. But yeah, sometimes I'm going to tack on other movies to ones I talk about. But Fuck, that's my movie's hilarious. I mean, I mean, that's what let's face it, that's what this is. We may have our list, but very we're gonna loose. Be, yeah, we're gonna be talking about other movies that come up that are just gonna just we'll just talk about them. <laughs> uh, yeah, and another thing I at least I did very consciously is on my top 10 list, I did not have any by the same director because I saw that oh, this is just because this director's sense of humor is something I find really funny, but I can't keep listing all the same directors here, like in my top 10. So I just want to say that I do think Kubrick has a sense of humor that gets overlooked a lot of times, but like Barry Lyndon is very, very funny. There are just, there are aspects of the shining that are like really funny. They are like, it's ridiculous. (laughs) You're like, what the hell's going on? I'm just saying, I'm just saying he has a sense of humor. Any guy whose last word ever for cinema is the word fuck has a sense of humor. He does. I agree. He does. Oh, no, I completely agree. I just want to point out that we're talking about our top 10 comedies, and you just brought up The Shining in that list. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I know. I'm making a point because I'm talking about (laughs) Dr. Strangelove, directed by Stanley Kubrick. Let's move on. You're number nine. I want to know if any of yours are going to be on mine. That'll be cool if there's any crossover. I guarantee no. Yeah, I was going to say that. I was just going to say that would be really, really crazy if there was. Might be one. I have... Three that might because I have three very broad comedies on mine. That's a little teaser for coming up. Three very broad ones. But all right, give me your next one. All right. So my next one, I stand by this movie till through and through. (laughs) It is one of my I I love lowbrow humor, and this might be, but I think you actually like this movie too. Um I don't know. You haven't told me yet. You're like sitting here. I'm gonna go for it. You like cocked his head like a dog. I was like, I don't fucking know. There is a community of us. There are a community of us that love the movie MacGruber. Oh god, I knew this is gonna be on your list. I've seen this, I've seen this uh twice, but I remember it was like I was visiting because I had left LA and it was one of my first trips back, and I was just alone in your apartment and I had some time to kill. And you've always talked about this movie, always. So I uh, put it on, and yeah, it was hilarious. Hilarious. It's, but I knew you were going to bring this one up. I knew it. Yeah. I am not as loyal of a fan as you yes. are, because there is a community of you who are yep. like, you guys are nuts. All due respect. Don't don't come at me. <laughs> all due no. respect, but yeah. <laughs> now, I have to say, and I mean this with all my love and respect, it's not a good movie. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, uh, that's okay, though. Like, it's, that's, exactly. We're not talking about, like, masterpieces today. Yes. We're talking about shit that makes us laugh. That's all. That's all. And there is something that Will Forte has a direct line to my funny bone, and um, he doesn't have to do much to make me laugh. But if you want to talk about scenes in, or movie experiences in the theater that made us laugh out more than anything else, <laughs> I've only had two moments 
in my life where I have fallen out of my chair laughing. And this was one of them. Oh, my God. I fell out of my chair twice laughing in this movie. And that is all due to the brilliance of Will Forte's sex scenes. Yes, yes, yes. So, I mean, it, it's like they know exactly what they're doing there. If you don't know what we're talking about, I mean, you got to YouTube these things or just watch the movie. Just watch they the are. movie. Th- that's what hooked me because I was watching it and I was like, oh. And then when that happened, I started dying laughing wow i never seen that before i never seen anyone try that i've ne- I, I have consistently consistently laughed this loud at at that scene it's never failed it's never failed it is to me I, there's only one other scene in cinema that makes me laugh as hard as this and we're going to get to it later but it is this is what this is top two top two i will laugh hard i will pop for this more than anything else that's a wrestling so when term. that happened I know what that means. So when that happened in the theater, did you like hit the row in front of you or like did you hit the person next to you? Like did something happen? So I think I may have mentioned this, but it's been so long because this was back in our uh, our favorite movie going experiences episode. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We were um, me and my friend went to see it in a theater where there was no one else there except for like two other people. And one dude decided to sit right next to me. I'm a big fan of of comedy that um, when you sustain the same thing over and over, the longer something goes, the more I will find it funny. Mm-hmm. And so that's what this does. And the longer it goes, the more I can't control myself. And so at a certain <laughs> point, like I would say midway through, I just had this full body heave where it just launched me off of my chair. And I'm now on the ground holding <laughs> on to the rail, laughing. The dude next to me finally took his cue and got up and left. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why Why is he right next to you? Jesus. And why is he right next yeah, to me? <laughs> if there's no one else in the theater, don't get me started on there's, that train. Oh, God. oh man. One of my favorite comedians who I've mentioned on the podcast before, Anthony Jeselnik, he is in that hive. He loves that movie. Talks about it all the time. All right, next up for me. Oh, God, I've seen it countless times. Major League, directed by David S. Ward. Oh, my God, I love Major League. Dude, I watched this. So this this was one that was on TV all the time as a kid. All the time. But... Because it was on TV, like TNT, TBS, I didn't know the curse words. So then when my parents would like rent it or something, or maybe I just made them buy it at one point. Yeah, my brother and I would play this thing on repeat. I love this movie. And I still, I'm looking at my my copy of it right here. Like I still will put it on. All the movies I'm talking about, like I put these on a lot. I'm not saying I sit down from like opening credits to end credits, but you know, I'll catch a few minutes of it every now and again. Yeah, I love this movie. Major League is hilarious. Fucking I, love Major League, man. See, and this Ugh. is so cool because this is a movie that I would have never like known that you had this relationship to. Oh, we've never watched this one? Oh, I thought we'd watch this no, one together. I've never yeah. even heard you talk about it. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, just everyone. Like, Charlie Sheen is obviously going for it, and that's who people talk about. But, like, Corbin Burnson is, like, fucking hysterical. Just always, like, with his car and his tan. Oh, my God. And then uh, Dennis Haysbert. Oh, my God. The voodoo guy. I love him in it. Oh, Dennis Haysbert is so funny in it. But then, like, Tom Berenger is usually not someone I would associate with being, like, a comedy guy. And then he's just, oh, God, he's hilarious in it. I love that movie. Yeah, I love it. 
I, I want to go on an offshoot tangent right here. Uh-oh. I, it didn't make my list anywhere, but I feel like there is an under uh, underappreciated, unsung heroism to the comedy that Charlie Sheen knew how to do back in his day. Oh, yeah. Like, Menacing. Like, there was a total, like, menace behind it. Yeah, there, he knew what he was doing. Charlie Sheen was a big part of this comedy world. Oh, yeah. And he's kind of gone on to, you know... Uh, developed the reputation that he has, but yeah, it, 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 what he was doing in the '80s was stuff that I just don't think he gets credit for. And it, his movies were hilarious. Yeah, he's developed a reputation of like it's what happens when you know he's in Ferris Bueller's Day Off for like four minutes, and he stayed up for like three days to do that, like doing God yeah. knows what. Just and then it's like, yeah, look, then you jump forward like a couple decades and look how sad that dude ends up. I mean, winning, who's surprised, who's winning. surprised, <laughs> winning, who's surprised? Uh, all right, give me your number. I think it's, yeah, your number eight. Okay, yes, that's right. Okay, so my number eight is in this vein. It's a perfect segue. Okay. This is a movie, uh, I, I think this is actually, unfortunately, this is the oldest movie that I go back to, um, and that is Airplane. Oh, nice, nice. Everything's a joke. <laughs> Always great. Uh, over the top scene after over the top scene, nothing is supposed to do anything except just make you laugh. Uh, right before, so our, our I, keep, I keep bringing him up, guys, you know what? I can't believe I'm going to say this. Dan is one of the funniest people that I know. So there's a reason I keep bringing him up in this <sighs> podcast. And it's true. It's the risk of giving him any credit. Yeah, I don't want him to listen to this. Yeah, no, <laughs> he probably won't. <laughs> I've long said that one of the reasons he and I are close is because he is the funniest person that I know and that I've met. Yes. The way that not all the time, not, not all, the time. all the time. Son of a bitch. Not all the time, but <laughs> I will say he can, he can listen to this. That's fine. He does. He censors himself a little bit when he's been on the podcast. You were not yes, getting yeah, the yeah. like the most unfiltered version of him with our audience is definitely the call in to Babylon. That's when he was like, yeah, that's when he was him. But I think he gets a little shy, a little nervous. I hope he's listening to this and putting him on blast. <laughs> a little shy, a little nervous. But yeah, I mean. Yes, he's very funny, and he has a very good sense of humor, and he thinks a lot of things are funny, and he's turned me on to a lot of things that I'd be like, dude, I don't, this is not going to be for me, and it's really, really funny. And it's really funny, and it's kind of the, it's kind of the foundation of our friendship is that we would start watching these things together that either I would show him or he would show me, and we found that we had the exact same type of humor when it comes to comedy, Yeah, and so... Just recently, he showed me a scene because I'd never seen Airplane 2. I think I had seen it like once when I was a kid. And he knew of my love for William Shatner. I think William Shatner oh, is one of the greatest American treasures that we have. And anything that that man does will make me laugh. And he's got he ends the movie. Apparently, there's like he he's as a cameo, but he comes in. And I would say the scene is about 10 minutes and he he brings the movie home in, in that style of comedy. It is the funniest thing I've ever seen William Shatner do. And Airplane I, 2, you're saying? Airplane it's, 2. Okay, Airplane 2. Okay, okay. What you should do is you should find it streaming somewhere. Don't like YouTube it because I don't know where it might cut off and just kind of get to the end. And just where he comes on and just start right from there and yeah. finish it. But yeah. that shit was William Shatner turned up to 11. 
he knew exactly what the assignment was and he knew what he could do that no one else could. Because that's the thing about William Shatner, his cadence, his tone that everyone laughs at. He knows exactly what he's doing and he doesn't have to do it all the time. Like Boston Legal, like he turned it down for all that. He he just became an actor for that. Oh, yeah. But he knows how to how to be the Shat. I love Shatner, the Shat. I'm a big Twilight Zone fan. I'll put that on. Oh, uh, yes. He's in one of my favorite ones where he's like, he's a newlywed. And he's addicted to this fortune teller machine. It's called Nick of Time. But he's like funny because he starts to flip out and unravel in it. Is that the one where he's like, there's someone on the wing? Oh, yeah. That's at the 20,000 feet. Yeah. At yeah. 20,000 feet. That's what they... They remade and Jonathan Lithgow was in the movie. Yes, yes, of course. Um, yep. That episode of Twilight Zone is when you see him become William Shatner. Yes, exactly. Yep. Okay, here's another one for me that we've talked about on the podcast a lot. Did a whole episode, not about it, but it led up to being my number one romantic comedy, 1989, When Harry Met Sally. Love it. Yeah. And that's like, that's another one where... I don't know if like one of the earliest jokes I had with you is I said, don't fuck with Mr. Zero. And you mm-hmm. thought it was like really funny. That's like so funny to me. I mean, so I just funny. lines like that or like, you know, the white man dance, the white man underbite or something, just all those little things. And I also think it's a really smart movie, but it's great. It, it's smart. That's what it is. Like, yeah, it's a smart, it, like perfect romantic comedy. Oh, it it, 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 I think we said it on on that episode. Like it, it, it is pretty much the creme de la creme when it comes to that genre. But yeah. even if you were just to take out that that romantic part of it, like those lines, that that intelligence in that writing, that timing, that's pure comedy. And that's and that's, I think, why it is the best is because it it branches that where everyone can watch it. Everyone finds something good about it. And it's just funny. Yeah. And I mean, just shout out. It's not only shout out to everyone involved. It's not just Rob Reiner and Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan, but, you know, Bruno Kirby, Carrie Fisher, yep. they're right there, yep. too. And then, of course, Nora Ephron, you know, it's her script. So I love it. But yeah, episode 68, favorite romantic comedies. That was the one. And it was that was a fun episode. A lot of downloads. Um, OK, yeah. next up for you. Oh, fuck. I'm doing it again. It's Dan. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is. A Dan recommendation that I have latched onto wholeheartedly, and that is the classic Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, okay, I'm glad someone's yep. mentioning something yep. in just in this world. Yeah, because I don't think a lot of people would think that I find David Wayne or Michael yes. Showalter's humor funny, and I do. One of them makes a very honorable mention of mine and we could i guess we could talk about it now this could be the david wayne section they came together it's like one of the funniest fucking things i've ever seen that's that's one of the best things that's on my very very top of my honorable mention it actually was on my list for a while and i it just had to be nudged out that's all but that movie yeah and that it's like what like 85 minutes long it's so fucking funny but yes wet hot american summer i mean i think this is really more of an encapsulation of david wayne yeah, any yeah. movie David Wayne has done, uh, his most famous are probably uh, Role Models, um, mm-hmm. Wanderlust, uh, Wet Hot American Summer is where it all started. But he also started doing sketch comedy with a show called The State way back yeah. when. And that's where he got his core group of actors who are stars today. Um, but Wet Hot American Summer was the very first movie where he got to put his style of humor up on screen and is a cult classic. 
there, I mean, Netflix has done like shows. They've done they they've done two different like seasons of of bringing this show back, and I think they're hilarious. It actually, I think it was the it bringing it back. I think that was like 2015. That was right when I met you and Dan. I had never seen the original, and yeah. I only saw the original because of Dan. Yep, fucking asshole, fucking asshole. It's comedy in that slapstick, um, immature, but it knows everything it's doing. Yes. Like, there's just ridiculous elements to it where, um, you know, like someone tosses something off screen that's not glass, but all of a sudden you hear glass shatter. Yeah. And then yeah. They, do, they do it again. Like, it's just like <laughs> these tiny little things. And then the people just say things that are just completely out of left field. You don't expect it at all. It, I, I can't even pinpoint how it's just David Wayne's brain. It's just he finds these things funny and and he puts them in every movie. Like there's actually not yeah. one David Wayne movie I don't like. I think they all kind of range on levels of what I think he's trying to go for more mainstream. And then I think what he's trying to do, that's more him. Like they came together as a perfect example. Like that's all his stuff. All didn't him. do so well and it right. sucks because, because of that yeah it sucks yeah. and it didn't do well but that's because it's just all him yeah yep it's just all him and wet hot the the the, the uh the shows are all him too yeah great uh chris pine performance by the way if we're talking about <laughs> fucking bringing up chris, chris pine, pine. i fucking Christ. love chris pine so much i love christopher maloney so much oh and yes he's, he's just one of my favorite actors because i started on that guy on Oz and Oz is like the most fucking brutal show ever. Not a comedy at all. So that when I went, wait, what? He could do this too? You know, yeah. I went from like Oz to Law and Order. Not those aren't barrel of laugh shows. But yeah, to know that he has this like great sense of humor. Oh, so funny. It's he's <laughs> he's one of the most hilarious parts of what Hot American Summer is, Christopher yeah. Maloney. Oh yeah. All right, that was a great one. I'm so glad we got to talk about the David Wayne verse for a little bit um my next one is just it's a really popular comedy i've probably watched it at least once but probably twice a year since it's been released i've watched it with you my cousin Vinny. i fucking yo yes so much this is not is my it list? on your list yes on my list. we got one my cousin Vinny. out of way you're the one getting fucked about <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't even we actually did talk about doing a commentary for this one because we watched it together once just like funny to watch it. And we were laughing our asses off. And then I um, I did watch the commentary with it because I just like it so much. I had no idea that the director, Jonathan Lynn, like used to be a court trial lawyer and like all this stuff. Yeah. So there's all these kind of cool things behind the scenes of it. Um, Joe Pesci, who I love, one of the great just comedic it's actors just, honestly even when he's been being menacing he could often be fucking hilarious mixing that terror with his humor was so good he's not terrifying in this at all but he still has that confidence like how about i kick ever loving shit out of you like that you know he just it, has it, it. <laughs> it's the joe pesci energy it, it's just oh there's, yeah just, there's, just bringing it no no one can do what he does we've said this on our martin scorsese podcast when we were talking about all of his movies but now this is a great opportunity to talk about him outside of that universe as yeah, just yeah. all the work that he's ever done. Like the oh, Lethal God. Weapon movies. Um, I fucking, I think he's so funny as Leo in the Lethal Weapon movies. Okay, okay, okay. Oh my God, it, I think he's great. 
Ho- Home Alone. Home, Home Alone. Alone, of course. I, You're afraid of the dog too, Mom. One of my favorite I, lines. I say like, that all the time. The, uh. the, the <laughs> physical comedy that he brings to his roles in, in any of these movies. But uh, I'm not going to lie. This is actually number two on my list, this movie. Oh, wow. So, yeah, the, I mean, if I is, was ranking, this was... D- uh, this was going to be in my top three and maybe my number one just out and out comedy. I wanted yes. to set aside. Actually, I, I, I don't want to like be tagging on you, but I'm looking at my list right now. And this is if I had to call it, it would be my number one favorite comedy of all time. My cousin Vinny. I it, think this movie's fucking hilarious and just a it, really, really good movie. It was my number one. It was. And it got dethroned. dethroned and you, we'll, we'll, I'll get to why. But this was for the longest time the movie that I would put my hat on is my favorite comedy. and. um I mean, you're also talking about not just Joe Pesci being funny, but this is the writing. Oh, yeah. This is a very smart, very, very like the the, the driving force of this movie is actually the movie. And then that's it. it. They're all just in the world very well. Yeah. Yes. And every performance in the movie serves its purpose beyond well. Like they're all so funny in it. And for different reasons. And I swear to God, that stuttering guy. See, like, this is a problem. <laughs> this is a fucking problem. I'm glad oh, we're talking about this. You could do that today? Yeah. You can't do that today. And it sucks. He said he got, I was, I did a lot of research on it. He got, like, so much shit for that and still does. That actor, he gets, like, he said he would not do it today because, you know, the movie lives on and he gets, like, it's just followed him his whole career. And that sucks because that that's fucking hilarious, man. But but this is this is what I mean. You just don't expect it. And the circumstances are we need a competent individual to defend us. And yeah, you get a guy who can't get any words out. This is what's funny. It's not funny that he's got a stutter. He, they're not making fun of people who are stuttering. The comedy is coming from a place of well, this is not good. We're fucked. This is, yeah, we're yeah, fucked. We're That's fucked. what it is. It's just like, that. It's like, yeah, we're. F- it'd be. It's a very broad way to be funny. Yeah. Yes. I'm, Austin Pendleton is his name, but um, you know, we're talking about Joe Pesci, the script, Austin Pendleton. The person who wins this movie is Marissa Tomei, who oh, every God. single thing that comes out of her mouth is like, uh, and listening to that commentary, I was, I didn't even plan on bringing up the commentary. It's just. Popping into my head. She was so note perfect. She memorized the whole fucking screenplay. So she knew everyone's lines, let alone hers. Never missed a beat. Never once flubbed. Never nothing. And just like had it. And you can tell. And she went on, of course, to win the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. Very rightly deserved. I love that Oscar win. She's so good in this. My biological clock is ticking like this. The uh, there's a DGA podcast episode with Jonathan Lynn talking about the movie because they they, I forgot what the numbers maybe you remember, but they shot this movie in a very short period of time. Oh, God, it just cruised by. Yeah, really, really quickly. But but they said the longest thing was always with courtroom anything because you have to get so much coverage, so much coverage. Yeah, they don't. It's not like they have eight cameras going at once. Like, yeah, you got to show everyone everyone and he was saying that joe pesci like kept the energy going the entire time yep. and it's just like he was just a professional not a lot of improv which you'd think in that like a lot of that is so joe right. pesci stuff <laughs> walking into that fucking suit jesus <laughs> when this ridiculous which i know for- you hate <laughs> for you and then for it just you. boom 
jump cuts. Like uh, every time it would just jump cut that he's like on the train because he clearly <laughs> yeah, got to the jail. charge. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you and I watched that one together not too long ago, and we were just sitting there dying. I love it. It's so funny. Were you a worm fucking traveler? <laughs> um, all right, well, that's good. We had a crossover. That's great. It's my cousin Vinny is so far the funniest movie. And what are you watching history? No, okay. I'll stand by that. This is where my good friend, I know for a fact we depart. Oh, God. I couldn't really pick one, but if I did, I did have one. But it's, it's one particular actor and a director and their comedies they made together. And I'm talking about the dynamic magic between Will Ferrell oh, and Adam boy. McKay. <laughs> I knew we were going to get here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck okay yeah and <laughs> i think anchorman is one of it's it, it this is in my uh i think it's one of the funniest movies i've ever seen Step Brothers, oh. the other guys talladega <laughs> nights all of it i think this stuff is comedic gold um yeah, let's start. I mean, Step Brothers is hysterical. Like, I love that movie. I think it's you so like Step Brothers. Oh yeah, we put that one on. A okay, lot. Step Brothers is great. Step Brothers is hilarious. Um, the other guys like is on my honorable mention list just because of the fucking deleted scenes with Michael Keaton. Like some of the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. All the Bed Bath and Beyond stuff is like just letting Michael Keaton go. He's one of my favorite i think he can be so funny like it, he cracks me up michael keaton does so yeah and everything even with him that made it into the final movie is so funny just how he works there but um yeah okay yeah so anchorman cool cool that that's the <laughs> one okay so you actually like some of these movies but anchorman oh, yeah. is the one you're not on board with <sighs> yeah i mean we could talk about the things you like about it this is actually like this is <laughs> no this is um there are a few movies that like I just don't mention because they are so widely beloved seemingly yeah, by yeah. everyone. So I never mention them on the podcast. You may have a few times and I just get really quiet. Sometimes yep. you will mention them as a way of bashing them too cuz you don't, you're like fuck it, I don't care, I'll bash it. There's one in particular. Like I I'm I'm going to cut this out. Like I'm afraid to admit that I think that movie's oh. fucking dog shit. Like I hate we, that. We we both we both feel the yeah. same way on that. Okay, Anchorman. Um, okay, this is a just a perfect example of like the the people <laughs> who like this movie aren't wrong. It's just not for me because so yeah. many people think that is the funniest movie that's ever been made. So many people love it. I'm not saying I sit there with like a scowl on my face and have my arms <laughs> crossed. I always thought the uh, you know the cameo duel fight thing is so funny like that's really really great there are aspects of it i always thought steve carell was really funny in it um <laughs> yeah it, it's something that has just never worked for me to the point where i always thought i was alone i never talked to anyone about it ever there are actually quite a few of us i've i've just dozens. found like in secret yeah dozens <laughs> My wife somehow I is one. I have no idea how she doesn't like this because her genre of really are comedies. Oh my god, that's why I've seen oh, so I'm many of these so that many Allie times. Like this. I'm stunned. I myself and son. She owns Step Brothers, so Step Brothers we watch a lot. And then um, the other guys is one I showed her that she hadn't seen, and that movie's hilarious. So it's not. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's the. The nonstop improv, I can just feel the the thing uh. going and and like the reaching. Where so her and I, the, I am dead serious, man. I'm dead serious. Like 
a year and a half ago. It was definitely in COVID. I said, let's just give it a shot because I saw it once in the theater. It's the only time I've ever seen it all the way through. And I've tried two other times to watch it and I've fallen asleep both times. So her and I, it was like 730 on like a Saturday. We put it on and we both fell asleep. We were both so bored that we just both fell asleep. And I went, I don't know. It just... Yeah, that I wanted to keep this episode nice and light and fun. I did think this may get brought up. Again, this is not oh, like this is not me saying that uh, I'm right and everyone's wrong. No one's right or wrong. I'm glad people think this is funny. I'm glad most people think it is. Maybe it's too broad for me or something. I do not think it's funny. And I think all of everyone in this movie is hilarious. I think Paul Rudd is hilarious. I think Will Ferrell so sometimes is hilarious. I love them all. Dave Keckner, I think Dave, Dave Keckner is so yep. fucking funny. Fred Willard, like, I love all the yeah. guys. I just don't like them in this. I don't know. That's all I can say. This is one of those movies where I, I put this on and I'm immediately in a better mood. And I laugh just as hard at every joke as I did when at first, as, as I first seen it. I, I think this movie is just, uh, it's just so funny. And I'm, and I'm, I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you from down there. And, yeah, from uh, way, way and- down there. <laughs> Believe me, everyone, I know. And this is not one where I'm like, fuck you and turn my back on it. I've actively gone back and been like, I it, I just don't, I don't know. The, everything else that people think is funny, they have a way of like, trying to think of how to describe it. It's a cadence in which a lot of them talk. It's, it's, yes. really, it really defined the way humor still is, but certainly at that time, like every guy started wow, talking true, this yeah. way. Every guy started having this cadence. I haven't seen the movie in a while, but it's like, I'm trying to think of how they all, how they all talk, but it, everyone started like literally talking the same way that they all do and like yes. mimicking their yes. cadence of speech. And it was, yeah, I, I noticed it right away and I, it just wasn't for me. No, I, no, you're right about that that cadence because it did it did kind of transform the way that I mean I was a I I I was a product of it. Everyone that I knew all of a sudden was like, "Hey, kind of a big deal." Yeah, like, all, it, all it, that it shit. Just, that's what I'm talking about. No, the thing is though, is because if you like the other ones, because those other movies don't have that. Yeah, no, um, exactly. They the, don't. There's something yeah, it, that it, I, I don't know. There's something it's. in Anchorman that yeah that isn't in the others. Talladega Nights. To be fair, I've only done like. Uh, once in the theater i don't know why i've never gone back to it but gary cole's in that movie i think gary cole's fucking hilarious so i should go check that one out again but yeah i don't know i don't know that talladega nights is like one of those ones that just gets better every time i rewatch it yeah the other guys is another one where that one and 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 stepbrothers i mean let's just forget about it i mean that's um that movie made me laugh so hard. And it was a scene with not even anyone that was like, not even Will Ferrell or John C. Riley. It was the Adam Scott oh my stuff God. where, so where funny. <laughs> they're in the car and they're, and they're doing the singing with the family. <laughs> yeah. And it's this long scene that you think the joke <laughs> is, is just like the, 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 um, the mom not doing a good job. So she's just Catherine Hahn. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Catherine Hahn. Yeah, yeah. It was so funny and everything. So good. And and then all of a sudden it's just like the swerve. It's like they, they almost get into a crash out of nowhere. Jesus Christ! And it just like swerves, <laughs> and then they come back, and then they go all into song. It's like that's the comedy. The comedy oh, yeah, is. See, I think in that movie's hilarious. The uh. disruption <laughs> of this already kind of funny moment into something completely unexpected. Back. Pick Back. up right where we left off. <laughs> it's just it. Oh man. Uh, 
All right. Well, no, I hear you on that because that is very true because that is a... Yeah, I'm not talking shit. I'm not... It's not a shit talking. We're talking simply or rather strictly taste here. That's all well, I can it, say. You know, I don't what, know. you know what it reminds me of is that... And, is there's a that cadence thing because it, it's very very I understand it if you don't like that, um then it's not like it's almost like when that California accent became a thing yeah. in comedies. If you just didn't because that changed the way people talked, it changed the, oh, yeah. the way. And if you just were saw that and you were like, oh my god, I can't stand when people do that. So yeah, so that's a I never thought about that. That was such a defining moment in comedy movies was the delivery of that movie because that's really what it was. And it did change the way we all talked. Yeah. I think it's died down. It has, I think it has, the, but I noticed yeah. a shift right away, just right away. Very interesting. All, yeah. And in the way of, I'm not trying to make like huge <laughs> leaping <laughs> segues here. That movie's 2004. It was very defining for a few years. The one I'm going to talk about Next is 10 years earlier. And when Oof. Dumb and Dumber came out oh. in 1994, like it completely, it wasn't even the most popular Jim Carrey movie from that year, but that changed comedy more than Ace Ventura yes. did. Like the gross out, pu really pushing it as far as you could for a PG 13 movie, all that stuff. And again, like I told you, I'm not talking about all sophisticated comedies today. <laughs> like this is just, uh, uh, I put this one on all the time and will still laugh. It's my favorite Jim Carrey. Put it on all the time. I think it is fucking hysterical. I love Dumb and Dumber. Know it by heart. This, word for word. This, so, word for word. I do too. This is, um, <laughs> I think this movie is actually very intelligent for being as dumb as it comes across. Yes, I do too, actually. That's, it's, I didn't even know this was going to get brought up, but it actually is. Like everything, it's it, not just a reckless kind of comedy, which I could say some of the other Fairly Brothers movies are. This is actually yes. a little bit more intelligent, but ev because everyone knows the assignment, everyone can just be as fucking ridiculous as they want. That's what works. The, the jokes are actually grounded in a level of intelligence that's beyond its characters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, and that's across the board, even like the bad guys. Oh, yeah. The, the there is an over, There's a cloud of comedy hanging over this movie that is like so... <laughs> under like intelligent of what it's doing that no one else below it knows like yeah. my favorite joke of all time is, is in this movie and it's not even one of the ones that people like talk about don't you go die on it, me in this <laughs> it's, it's, no, which one it's, i don't know it's it's the seed where <laughs> this this to me encapsulates this movie in, in every single way it's when they're driving and uh they're talking about something and jim carrey just goes like uh, I'll bet you a dollar, like you know, yeah, whatever yeah. it is, and 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 uh, and Harry goes, no, I don't bet, and then he goes, I bet you I could get you betting by the end of the day, and then they handshake on it, and now there's the joke is sort right. of like, oh, is that like, oh, Harry doesn't realize that he just made a bet, exactly. But the funnier joke <laughs> is right afterwards, Jim Carrey's like, oh, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> I don't know how, but I'm going to get you. They both don't realize what's just happened. Exactly. And exactly. That's, that's smart. That's smart writing. Yeah. Putting it into dumb people. And then they just let it hang there. And it's like, you fucking idiots. And, and yeah. they both don't get it because the joke could have ended. It could have ended right there when they made the bet because we all get it. Like, oh, idiots. Yeah. But then they, just to realize that he doesn't know. That's the funnier part. It's so good.
<laughs> what does he say when he leaves the store? He's like, hey, guys, big gulps, huh? Like, big gulps, huh? All right. Well, <laughs> see you later. It's like, what? Oh, I will want to say just before we we check out of that one, I wanted to I had a quick note here to mention. I also really love me, myself and Irene by the Fairly Brothers. Yes. I think that movie's hysterical. And I love there's something about Mary. There's something about yep. Mary really almost made my list. But I went with something again. I didn't want to have two more than one by the same director. And I just went with Dumber because when in doubt, go dumb. Isn't that a little politically incorrect? Uh, all <laughs> well, right. Well, no yeah. one's going to tell me who I can and can't work with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, you're next. All right, what number are we at? I don't fucking know. I'm not doing them. <laughs> God damn it. I think we're at four. I have five right. left. I have five left to say, and you went first. All right, first, so that means that, that I'm at four. Sure. Okay, <laughs> good, because I, Anchorman needed to be in my top five. Because you said number two was my cousin Vinny. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you yeah. should be, so Anchorman would have been your, I don't fucking know, I can't. That would have been. It's your damn list. <laughs> all right, well, God damn it, it doesn't matter. Um, all right, that doesn't matter, it doesn't change anything. Shut the fuck up. Uh, I'm going to go with. <laughs> um very bad things oh here we go yeah i knew this yes. had to be on it i knew yes. it did we did get to watch this one together because i knew you were a fan but yeah dude you know what's funny is i um because i i know you're gonna go and i want you to first time i ever saw this i really wanted to see it because i thought it sounded hilarious but my mom was like well let me watch it first and it's still fucking passed. I said, I was like 12. <laughs> My mom's like, it's fine. There's one scene that I'm going to want you to close your eyes, you know, like during the sex scene. And then, but the rest, it's like, hey, everything else is fair game. They're just doing coke like right there. They're, they're. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. No, this, old bar, like that. That's what I'm, how I was raised. Like, who cares? Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, let it go. The movie's hilarious. <laughs> that movie's fucking hilarious. And this is a two in a row of my darkest comedies. Um, and, uh, this is, uh, this is the darkest though. I think, I think this movie epitomizes dark humor. It's a dark one. (laughs) What makes this movie now, you might not necessarily Uh, find this movie funny because of its content and its tone. The characters are despicable. No one in here is really likable. Well, yeah, everyone is doing that's, that's it. But the genius of this movie is the way that it always tops itself. Like they start from a point of where you're like, oh, wow, well, this can't get any worse. Right. And, and it, it always does. does. Yeah. And yeah. it always does. And the stakes, <laughs> the stakes are always getting raised. So even though like as everything's piling up and you're just seeing these characters react the way that they do, which is not good. That's why it's the title is perfect. It's very bad things. <laughs> I, I think this movie is is as funny as comedy can actually get for its circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, it is. It's so funny. And by far and away, Christian Slater number one. My favorite Christian Slater performance, and, and that says a lot because I love Slater. Oh, do you? I don't know if we've ever had this a is oh Slater. number one. Breaked out. No, I'm saying I didn't know that you like loved him that much. I love Slater. Yeah, I've never had a problem with him. I always liked him. Tough little bastard. <laughs> there, there, there's just he's like, like a little there, pisser, you know. Just always he, like oh, a he is. Pisser. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a little pisser. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Christian Slater. <laughs> All right, my next one. I did ask my wife. I told her what we were going to do, and I said, "What are ones I talk about all the time?" And she and she gave me two. She said, "You cannot do this episode without mentioning these two because they're the ones you quote the most." And I just got to be real with myself. 
The first one of those is Happy Gilmore <laughs> from 1996. Oh, I'm, dude, I yes. fucking love Happy Gilmore. Favorite Adam Sandler. Yeah, I'm talking like as broad as we can go. <laughs> Just I, I have it memorized and it's one that I will put on any time. I so, so much and I love it. Obviously, my main man, Christopher McDonald, Chris Mack, oh, yeah. Shooter McGavin. It's just absolutely iconic. And I have a little, I didn't even run this by you yet. I have a little tradition we're going to do from now on. Oh, I've only made one so far, but every time Chris Mack is mentioned, here's what's going to happen on the podcast. Oh, this drives most people crazy. Hello, hello. Wow, moron. Good for Happy Gilmore. Oh, my God. God damn it, Homer. God damn it. Jesus Christ. Just stay out of my way. You'll pay. Listen to what I say. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> Call it the perfect storm. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to do that little ditty every time we mention Chris Mack. I'll, I'll get, I have a few others in mind, but you know, we don't, whenever he gets mentioned on the you pod. You mean on today's pod or like forever? Forever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you want to hear it again? I'll fucking play it again. <laughs> Anytime Chris Mack is mentioned for the rest of the pod, I'll probably only do it once an episode. It's not like every single time we say his name, I'm going to play the 30 second ditty. I'm saying, I mean, if we've he, got it. If he gets brought up in conversation, I knew he was going to get brought up today, and I know he's going to get brought up in our next episode. So that got the idea of if it just gets happened to get brought up, you know, down the line, like however many episodes from now, and I'm like, oh, you know, you know who's in that movie? Boom. Then I hit the I hit the jingle. I hit the ditty. What if I just want to hear the ditty for no reason? I just bring them up. I can fucking play. Well, then there you go. The music is from Requiem for a Dream. So, yeah, it's fun. Oh, I know. Done. Oh, okay. I know. Sorry. I sorry. Happy I, Gilmore. I, I yes. caught it. I caught it. Uh, Happy Gilmore is such a good choice. That is like, it's always the age old question. Is it Billy Madison? Is it I know, Happy Gilmore? I know. And it's the, Chris it, Mack that tips it for me. It's Chris Mack. Well, yeah. naturally. <laughs> I, I, if I had to pick one, and I and, and we're going to talk about this later, I I don't have Billy Madison on my list, and That's it, okay. it kind of crushes me because I'm a, I'm <laughs> on more of the Billy Madison camp, but I Happy Gilmore is like it's right there. It's one A and one B. They can yeah. switch. It's Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. It, it, you, you can't you can't <sighs> interchange the wrestling two. podcast. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, all right. Is it my turn? Nick just took his shirt off. Yes, it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's your turn. You're damn right. <laughs> Next to T.O. <laughs> Happy Gilmore. That's <laughs> <laughs> because you're only wearing oh. one shoe. <laughs> no, yeah. He goes, I think you should go for this. Yeah, you're only saying that because you only got one What's shoe on. Five iron, huh? Well, you're fine. <laughs> 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 so two big fat naked bikers having sex all right go ahead go ahead you're next uh this is my other dark uh comedy pick and that is the oh uh, i just saw this in theaters at a midnight screening oh my god i thought you meant it was like a 2023 movie i was like what the fuck are you about to talk no, about this Sorry. is this is you saw it new from two th- the new Bev baby. Oh, nice. They did a midnight screening of this, and I go, I have to go because I have to know what kind of crowd is going to show up for this movie. And that movie is Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, that's because I texted you and told you that was going to be an Alamo because, yep. you know, it's usually the same one. That's a much better call to go to New Bev at midnight. Was it sold? Were they like, oh, were they great crowd? It, or That's the best it thing was about a great that theater. Crowd. It's great crowds yep. all the time. Oh, that's fucking great. 
It was a great <laughs> crowd. There was only like everyone was on board because this is probably if when you look at the today's climate, I can't really think of a more offensive movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so fucking funny. And this is where I will be like, I don't care. I get it. You can hate it. You can you can cancel all you want. I find this movie to be hilarious. And and so did everyone in the crowd, except for one. It was universal. There was one ongoing piece of the movie that no one they 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 all stopped laughing for, and that was all of the Will Sasso stuff. Oh, that's right, that's right. And see, you can get that like temperature in the theater. That's how times can change. Some things are just like not okay anymore. Yep, and that like yep. won't be funny. Yeah, that's right. I still laughed. Of course you did. Of course you did. I, I was the only one laughing and I go, oh shit, I got to lock it up here. <laughs> it crosses every single thing you can make fun yeah. of, basically. Yeah. And unapologetically. And I think that's the brilliance of the movie. Um, so yeah, that's that sits high on my category. I, I Yeah, it, it, I still laugh just as hard. All right, next up for me is also, this is one of my dark ones. It's Bad Santa. <laughs> Oh yes. I fucking love this movie. Oh yes. Well you Billy also Bob Thornton. your Billy Bob love is real. <laughs> oh, I love Billy Bob Thornton so much. I think Billy Bob's hysterical because the dude in this movie, he doesn't even change. He just talks how he fucking talks. <laughs> it's nothing it's no different. Like he doesn't even show any emotion. He just always has the same like pissed off look on his face. You talk about inappropriate, man. Oh man, this thing. Oh is, yeah, the, the, this this one this one's up there. Uh yeah, I saw this in theater with my dad on Thanksgiving weekend. It was yes. great. We like Thanksgiving at my grandparents' house, and he and my cousin and I snuck off to see it. Oh my god, I still yeah, it's another one I just put on all the time. I love it. Put on all these movies all the time. Bad Santa, two thousand three. I did not like the sequel, and I really really thought I would. It just it didn't really have it. But like, just, no, it didn't. I saw movie, it too. Man. Uh, just pissing himself. <laughs> He's sitting there. Or when he like, gets hammered and finishes the fucking calendar and then tries to sew it all up. Uh, man, it's just, I fucking love this movie, dude. I'm about to put it on right when we're done. Uh, yeah, I had to mention Bad Santa. God, do I love it. All right, what's next for you? All right, so now, because my cousin Vinny was number two, this is my uh, this is my cheat again. Um, and this is pretty much just Jim Carrey. Okay. Um, but if I had to pick one movie, it would be Ace Ventura. <laughs> Even though now here's another example of how this movie does not age well because Well, yeah. Oh the, boy. I mean I don't even want to talk about it honestly. Where the Shaw Young character goes. But, I didn't you know what's funny yes. is I didn't even remember that and Allie and I put this on probably a few years ago and I went, Oh shit, I didn't remember it went there. You there's it, you can't even like talk about that you, scene. You can't now. even. Yeah. You can't even talk about it. It you know, honestly, even I remember back then it didn't like that whole entire thing didn't really make me laugh. Like the whole It didn't like, really it's the, a huge jump. Like it's a big it's a huge leap. jump. Yeah. 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 It it doesn't really track. It doesn't no. make laugh. It didn't at the time, and it's certainly now that much time has gone on. Yeah. It's it, it's it, it's just not. It's right. just it's just no. But Everything else leading up to that part is just the funniest stuff I've ever seen. I remember my mom and I, uh, when I was a kid, saw this movie in theaters. And 
I've never like my mom's got like one of my favorite laughs I've ever heard. And it and so like this was just nonstop. I it, like she she just could not handle this movie. And we saw the second one in theaters too. And the second one has my favorite scene of all time that makes me laugh. The rhino scene. Talk to me about it. <laughs> I mean, outside of it just being really funny, that is just Jim Carrey by himself. Yeah. Like like from everything, from the way it starts, there's a mechanical rhino that rides up, then it cuts him and he's moving the levers, like moving leg by leg. Don't mind me, Mr. Quinn. I'm just a curious little rhino. <laughs> and like everything from that point on is just Jim Carrey being the funniest person who's ever lived. Oh, cuz like he cuz at first like he loses temperature. Yeah. And like that's what causes it and then it's just watching him be hot and uncomfortable to then freaking <laughs> out then needing to find a way out. Mayday! <laughs> I think uh Tarantino said that was the funniest thing he'd ever seen. That that still it, to this it's, day it's like the fun I think he said that. I think the reason I'm cheating with this is because I have Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber and Ace Ventura 2. And the cable guy, yeah, all in my in in this thing because I can't pick really between them. Mm-hmm. So, but what I've just kind of decided is that I think Jim Carrey is the funniest person I've ever seen, and all of the work that he did in the '90s that was comedy related to me is just the funniest stuff I'll ever see. Oh yeah, and for for any different reason, you take the Ace Ventura character. The Dumb and Dumber, the Cable Guy, Liar, 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 liar. Like I love all of Liar, this liar. Stuff. liar, Yeah, what he does in his world of comedy is untouchable. Yeah, like no one can do what he did, and and he and he stopped doing it. I think the the last movie I remember him doing that was like that was Fun with Dick and Jane, and I love Fun with Dick and Jane. Yeah, yeah. So this is my cheat. Any Jim Carrey movie from the '90s into comedy was my favorite of that time. That's fair. Those are all, I mean, yeah, they're all classics. Like, God, I love them. Yeah. Fucking Ace Ventura. Yeah, I could put that one on anytime. Very cl- Very nearly made my list. All right, next up for me, one that we watched together, <laughs> fucking Wedding Crashers. Oh, yes. <laughs> Is she still in the house? <laughs> Is she still, that, that's the part that makes you laugh the most. That whole I don't thing. know why. It's just so funny. Like, that's what I mean. He does the whole, like, you motorboat son of a bitch when he's like, she's still in the house? I mean, that's so funny. <laughs> Panty was I think gift I think this is... It's coming with me. <laughs> this, th- I think this is a perfect example of uh, the shit that you find funny is because what made me laugh... And now I look at that scene and I laugh even harder because of you. Oh, because... Man. Anyone else just thinks that the whole tirade is going on is the funniest thing, and then the motorboat thing happens. But the thing that cracks you up is where is she? Is she still in the that house? Is so <laughs> like, fucking funny because it's like he wants a taste. He's like, where? Is yeah, exactly. She? Oh my like, god, that's he, what's funny to me. I oh, it, dying laughing. He's being a complete lunatic. Yeah, exactly. And 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 what makes you and this is what clued me in is what makes you laugh about this is like he's of course being funny with the <laughs> but then his mind goes somewhere else. Yeah. So you don't know where, but yeah. his mind goes to like, oh man, exactly. yeah, where is she? Is she still in the house? It's the way he changes so quickly. And then yes. he looks at yes. him and oh, Wilson's like, the hell's the matter with you? But then also just like, oh, Peter Pan, Count Chocula. Like, yeah, oh my Count God. Chocula. This movie's so ridiculous. Like it's so improbable. But I, yeah, I mean, again, all timer comedy to me. I love Wedding Crashers. So now we're getting into like, these are pretty recent for me. Like my next two are, I mean, you know, they're the most recent ones. And I, I was surprised 
that they made the list, but they did. And they're from the same year. My final two ones I'm going to say are from the same year. Pretty crazy. Well, I mean, I fucked up my list somehow because uh, I only have one left. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do it. Here it is. All right. The big this kahuna. is the one that dethroned my cousin Vinny. Ooh. And I'm still not exactly happy about it. But I think the funniest movie I've ever seen for all sorts of reasons. We've talked about it on the pod before, and that is The Birdcage. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a great call. I'm glad that one got I, mentioned. It's hilarious. It's it's hilarious, and it's also <laughs> so smart. It's also like it covers everything because there's there's the writing, which is just brilliant writing. There's the circumstances and the stakes that are go into it. And then there's like there's there's lowbrow, there's highbrow, there's raunch, there's like this movie kind of has it all. And <laughs> all of it works. Oh yeah. All of it works. That's a great I mean everyone in it. Hank Azaria, I mean Hank everyone Azaria. To, from the big people of course, but oh my god, it's so good. Gene Hackman and Hackman's then it great. finally <laughs> he, he's so funny and it all culminates with that end dinner scene yep. which is just like I mean you you can't get better than that yeah. you just cannot get better comedy than that they set it up so damn well it all it's what a yep. good payoff that is like a, that's like a perfect comedy like a perfectly it's written a perfect yeah, comedy. Nichols and May baby oh god I love it so my final two are from 2008 Whoa. Pretty new. So this is my second dark one, which is in Bruges, because like this is just my <sighs> absolute sense of humor yes. is the writing yes. and the way Colin Farrell plays it. But that is this is one I did not know what this is going to be about. I thought it was about two like hitmen on vacation. That's that's how it was kind of pitched like the long well, line. Is. Yeah. <laughs> so but I had no idea in 2008 who Martin McDonough was. Colin Farrell was in a Weird place. This was Colin Farrell's first movie back after like, you know, he had to go to rehab and all, all that stuff, all that stuff. So I'm like, all right, let's see, see what it is. And from his opening narration, he's like, I didn't even know where Bruges was. Beat, beat, beat. It's in Belgium. And like, I, I was, I remember sitting there going, oh, is that, okay. That was funny, but I didn't laugh out loud. And I was only in there with yeah. like 10 other guys, I think. And then I just didn't know if I was supposed to laugh or if I was allowed to. And that was like the first 20 minutes. And then you just jump ahead another 10, 15 minutes and we're all dying laughing, just like dying. And I, yeah, I, I, lit, I watched this one two and a half weeks ago, dying laughing. Love it. The, the, this was one that would have probably made my list, but then you wanted to go in this top 10 non-comedies and then I put it in that. <laughs> oh yeah. So th this is kind of on the edge. I mean, this is a comedy that features yeah. a gruesome fucking suicide and like a lot of like gruesome like, scenes. Yeah. So this one is on the edge, but I still think this makes, I still think you put this one in the comedy section. You know, it's tough, but that's okay. I think this would go in the drama section nah. in Blockbuster. I don't know. Yeah. You're not. I think. Well, I guess okay. If I if I'm looking at this from a business perspective, first of all, it's going to do well. It it I think more copies will be rented in comedy, but the people looking for a comedy might be a little like, whoa, okay, that that was a bit intense. But still, if you wanted to rent this as a drama, then you hear Colin Farrell say this outrageous shit, you might be like, well, damn it, Betsy, we're turning this off. I I don't know why I did that, but you know, damn it, Betsy. <laughs> <laughs> You're turning this feature off. It's no drama. There's going to be a nice period piece. You're an inanimate <laughs> fucking object, Bessie. <laughs> Harry. Um, yes, love it. Uh, love it. So, in Bruges. And then my last love it. one, love also. This movie so much. 
also from 2008. And this is one I very quickly had three movies by these directors on my list. And I was like, nope, got to pick one. So from Joel and Ethan Cohen, I go with Burn After Ooh. Reading, which is just like. This is your favorite comedy of all time. No, no, I'm I'm not going oh, asshole. Oh. I'm going chronological order. You're the one who deviated oh. with the fucking sequential order. My that's favorite right, comedy. That's right. That's right. Out and out comedy of all time would be My Cousin Vinny. Okay. Yeah. Okay, no, okay. Burn After Reading is definitely my favorite or the funniest Coen Brothers movie to me. Followed. We're going to get into some honorable mentions, but I mean, for sure. I take it back. What? I take it back. What? My favorite comedy is still My Cousin Vinny. It always has been. It always will be. You've said it now, you like and, and, and you're putting it that number one. I'm like, you know what? God damn it. That's right. Yeah, it's not the funniest movie I've ever seen, but it is my favorite comedy. I've said that. It's my favorite. Yeah. It's my favorite. Yeah, my Cousin Vinny is my favorite comedy. I fucking love that movie. All Never right. really met anyone who didn't like it, if I'm being honest. Nope, it's true. Do you have any like honorable mentions? Not... I mean, like straight up comedy honorable mentions. Let me start with my satires because you actually didn't mention. Oh, yeah. I thought American Psycho may make your list, your top well, 10 list. I mean, I, I made a whole subsection here of like the non comedy. Yeah, so did I. Okay. And yeah, that one would have been in drama in Blockbuster for sure. That I, it yes, actually was. Exactly. In fact, I remember yep. it being in drama. Yeah. So but you just have to find the satire in it. But I also as much as I think that movie is very funny, it does not make me belly laugh quite like I, I put in my comedies. These are the movies that make me laugh to tears. Sure. Sure. That was the way I looked at it. American Psycho makes me laugh, but not to tears. Gremlins 2, which Dan and I did a pod about yep. the player. Robert Altman's a player. Love that satire. Office Space. I love I, those are all just really good satires to me. So I wanted to. Oh, yeah. 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 So the I, the five I was going to say were Days and Confused, Gross Point Blank, oh. Bridesmaids and Game Night. Those are the ones that like kind of almost made my list. I think those movies are great. Days and Confused. I also want to add on. Everybody wants some to that. But those of the list we just talked about, those almost made my cut. Well, well, I'll I'll give you my but, but honorable mentions okay. too. Okay. Because it's like crazy that everybody wants some is not on that list for me. I know, I know. I love that movie too. Billy Madison. Yeah. Uh, Arsenic and Old Lace. Uh, Wayne's World. As much Wayne's as World's like I've hilarious. always read that movie, it, it, love it, it's that movie. hilarious. But it, it it's not on my list. But that's a movie that I find so clueless. Another clueless, one. Yes. These are movies that. I mean, I think now that I mentioned the Clueless, that makes it officially one of our most uh, because we I, we've mentioned Clueless more times on this pod than any other movie. Is that no? I don't think more the, than any other one. But we it that was a like top heavy. It, I don't think it's been mentioned much since because it had its peak with our favorite movies of 1995. I think got mentioned on yeah. favorite romantic comedies, but yeah, we talk about it a lot. I pitched doing a commentary for it. You fucking laughed in my face. <laughs> You're like, no. To do a clues commentary? Yeah, yeah. You don't remember that? I love to do a clues commentary. Oh, okay. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk. That'll be, you know, as if. It's way harsh. Oh, whatever. Rolling with the homies. Okay, cool. Now let's move on to non-comedies or just ish. Stuff in like the gray area. We don't know if it's comedy, drama, whatever, but. Uh, Gotta go with uh, my second favorite movie of all time. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, we'll start with Tarantino because the funniest movie, I've said it yeah. so many times, also my f- yep. second favorite movie of all time and the funniest movie I have ever seen is Pulp Fiction. I Everything that he wrote, I mean, there's a lot of my sense of humor is just ingrained in that, like the way things are delivered, the kind of... You, I mean, the joke can be really, really buried, and you're like, wait, huh? Yeah, that, that's the thing where I will laugh 
out loud every time I watch it. Usually it's stuff people don't laugh at. I love going to see that one in the theater because you can hear. I'm like, oh, that person's like me. Like they get it too. They laugh at that thing too. Yep. So yes, that and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, just hilarious. But he's one whose sense of humor in general, I really, I get his sense of humor. And it's yeah. very funny to me. Yeah, I agree. And uh, and and the only other time I ever fell out of my chair laughing was the was the uh, the end of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> Jesus I, that, Christ! <laughs> I fell out of my chair. I fell out of my chair with the flamethrower. Uh, I I was dying laughing. It's the hardest I think I've ever laughed. You talk a, about a, a pop. besides McGruber. Yeah, well, I mean the theater. Oh. Fu- I don't know if a crowd has lost it like that since. Really, like everyone. No, I mean I was there. Like I had to work. But I think I like skipped out of her, skipped out of work a little early. So it was like the 4 p.m. show or something the day it came out. And yeah, so it's like the diehards are in there and we all just lost it when that happened with that fucking music. And we all were, oh, my God, I didn't fall out of my chair, though. When he smokes her in the (laughs) face with that dog food can, I mean, it's on. It's just, oh yeah just, just from there from then on, i'm just like okay this is the funniest fucking thing ever and i'm sure we're gonna get a lot of flack for that one oh, whatever. but uh but yeah no i agree with you with qt he is uh it, it, that's a guy that's I, I totally get his humor and um and truly some of the funniest actual moments i've ever seen yeah yeah oh man so the next one i'm really gonna breeze by it because i did put these in chronological order as well ish but Thelma and Louise is one of the funniest movies uh, I yes. have ever seen. There's so much in that from one actor in particular. You want to play it again? I'll fucking play it again. <laughs> from my man Chris I Mack think you want to. as Daryl. No, I won't do it again. Maybe I'll loop it in. This drives most people crazy. Hello, hello. Well, moron, good for Happy Gilmore. Oh my god! God damn it, Homer! God damn it! Jesus Christ. Just stay out of my way. You'll pay. Listen to what I say. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. Call it the perfect storm. Um, but why I'm gonna breeze over this one is because that is our whole next episode. A deep dive on mm. Thelma and Louise, and I cannot wait because this is one of my very favorite movies. And I've been wanting to talk about this one in depth. So we're going to talk about it on our next episode. Stay tuned. Love this movie. Um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Another yep. one. Yep. Top 10. But that movie makes me uh, up until the last third. And even the third, it's got some moments. Oh, yeah. It, it gets dark for sure. Wolf of Wall Street. Yes, I have that. I have. OK, so I was hoping we might have some more crossover. I, like Martin Scorsese, just as another one whose sense of humor I get, because even like wolf of wall street i think is the out and out funniest movie he's made but even his dark movies have like like there's goodfellas i I mean there are scenes that make people laugh out loud in that and casino and raging bull there's some funny shit most of that is because of joe pesci but yeah he's someone whose sense of humor i really a lot of the time get but wolf of wall street just pushing it like that far i mean the king of comedy like the king of comedy is fucking hilarious oh yeah you know yeah it's really funny it's really funny one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest for me. Oh, wow. Good Because I think that movie is like truly funny yeah. in some moments, but I wouldn't <laughs> put that in the comedy section. Illusions are illusions. Oh, God, I love it. Um, 
Sexy Beast. Have you ever seen that with Ben Kingsley? Oh, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. you love that oh, movie. Oh, my God. I love it. I think he's so fucking funny in that. Pretty much. But, I mean, it's not just him. It's Ray Winstone, like, in the beginning. Oh, I'm fr- you could fry an egg on my stomach. <laughs> it's like, I'm roasted. Uh, that director's next movie, Jonathan Glazer's next movie, is about the Holocaust. So, that's not going to be funny. That'll Great. be coming out soon. Yeah. <laughs> God. Can't wait. But Sexy Beast, very funny. I think that movie's hysterical. I can't believe I even thought thought about this. I was supposed to bring up the entire time. Big Trouble in Little China. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. This, that that's that's one of my f- favorite fucking. I, I think that's the funniest shit ever. Yeah, I mean, this stuff will just pop into our head like as we go. That it happens. It happens. PTA has a sense of humor that I think is hysterical. Like the shit in Punch Drunk Love. That's probably the hardest I laugh at at his filmography. But everything with. Philip Seymour Hoffman and then Adam Sandler just on the phone like give me the fucking don't talk to me like that fucking kill you like yeah. so funny to me but then I mean Phantom Thread I think aspects of it are hysterical the way they're talking to each other there will be blood we actually talked about on our commentary how no one talks about the humor in that movie but it's there you just have to really look for it so I'm not I'm we're not talking about lol shit but I mean punch drunk love but I just his general sense of humor I really like i think it's well, funny i think you probably almost in a weird way find the writing of him more funny than even quentin in a way i would i would actually make this assumption yeah he's a little wryer i would say paul thomas Anderson yeah is, yeah and because his genres are so different mm-hmm. his humor finds its way into every single one of his movies yeah and so like that's just the way that that dude thinks and they're not exactly like laugh out loud moments but they are little like cues into what he actually thinks is funny. Like when we all laugh at that scene in Phantom Thread, he goes, are you a spy? Where is your gun? Do you have a gun? You know, like, <laughs> like, like it, it, in his mind, he thinks that's funny too. Oh yeah. And, and even though some people are going to look at that scene and might not even think that that's actually a funny line. Right. But you can tell with his writing, like he, he's, he's injecting his, his isms in there. Oh, even when like Alma's right behind him, when he's, you know, talking all this shit about her and the look he gives his sister after is like, yeah, thanks. Thanks for the fucking heads up. It's just, oh, I love it. Okay. And then an- another director, just in general, we just talked about him for a full commentary, but Steven Soderbergh, I mean, you start with, I have the the funniest one I think to me is the informant, which I just rewatched. And I think that movie is hilarious, but Schizopolis <laughs> is a perfect insight into oh, his humor. Yeah. There are aspects yep, yep. of the limey that are really, really funny. Like in the background, he just throws that bodyguard off the fucking like, pool balcony. And it's like, <laughs> what? What just happened? Love Soderbergh. Ocean 12, of course. Magic Mike behind the candelabra. I think his sense of humor is great. You have any more? The only thing I wanted to bring up was Billy Madison, was Adam Sandler. I wanted to pose a theory. Uh huh. So in the 90s, you had Jim Carrey, who like reigns supreme, like the biggest star ever. But if you look at all the movies Adam Sandler made in the 90s, he's he's got like this run of like Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, The Wedding Singer, um, Waterboy, uh, Big Big Daddy, Waterboy. Mm-hmm. Like these are all like quintessential like comedy movies yeah. that we all grew up with. And I don't think he actually uh, I don't think he gets enough credit sometimes. Yeah, I wonder how I mean, it, because he's still acting like I don't know how his movies I mean, the Netflix movies like I honestly don't know who the audience is for those movies. Like, I, I don't know. But clearly he has an audience because they keep giving him blank checks and he keeps making movies. I'm not even hating on him, but he makes what, like 
no, one I or love two them. movies a year or something for Netflix. I don't know who watches those, so I I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's still people who grew up with Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore like we did. I don't know, but whatever you think of his movies now, that dude, yeah, he had it in the '90s, and they both it was very similar careers because Jim Carrey was on In Living Color, and then Adam Sandler was on Saturday Night Live, and yep, clear independently, people were like, hey, we could give these people their own movies, and they'd be really really funny, and it worked. It, it's it I I just I I guess I really just want to say like I'm looking at certain people in my in like who I think are the funniest people I've ever seen, and I have Jim Carrey at the top of the list. Chris Farley, who I've mentioned none of his movies, yeah. unfortunately, but I think Chris Farley, like his his so passing still gets me. But like, I think that's one of the funniest people who's ever walked the earth. Yeah. Um, Will Ferrell. I do think that he is absolutely hilarious. Peter Sellers and Adam Sandler, I think, is like in that category for me. But I also have so much respect for him because of his work as a dramatic actor oh, yeah. that I just oh, yeah. love that. Like he, it's kind of like the Tom Hanks thing uh-huh. Uh-huh. where it's like this guy that is just almost reverse in a way. Like you should check out his dramatic work and his comedy work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uncut gems is I, and apparently he's working with them again. So I can't wait to see what he does next. Oh, can't wait. Oh, can't wait. I have a few more to get through here. I want to <laughs> mention some dark ones. So I want to start with a story as we, as we near our way to the end here. Um, you and I saw Manchester by the Sea in the movie theater oh, the weekend so it came out. This oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I have a story here. We talked about it a little bit on the pod before. And I got very quickly like, whoa, this movie's intense. Like, there's some stuff brewing here. But he puts things in that movie, a lot of the Lucas Hedges stuff, that is has to be by design to break the tension of how horrible just the situational thing is in the movie and how just awful and tragic it is all the time. So you talk about those dramatic movies and then waiting for that, like uh, that little pop of humor. And I was laughing so loud throughout this movie and people were looking at me like I was fucking nuts. We both were. Yeah. Yeah. So that has always been my legacy with it that you and I were like both laughing, but I didn't think it like had any resonance in your we never really talked about it after that we both admitted we liked it come to find out a year ago you told me this is like one of your fucking comfort movies and you'll just like put it on (laughs) like what you'll put it on for like 20 minutes here 20 minutes there and i went huh manchester by the sea is your comfort movie oh my god that is fucking hilarious that is so funny ridiculous that is because i have one of those two like um the irishman oh my god like i that is definitely a comfort (laughs) movie but the fact that manchester by the sea is is like fucking hilarious so i had to mention that i i I, that movie i love that movie with all my heart i think that that movie is just on so many levels i think it's so good but yeah that's one of those movies (laughs) that for whatever reason i just i i can put it on and be like this is nice (laughs) it's it makes no sense yeah it's intense but i have so many intense movies like that that just feel like a blanket where i'm like ah this all right yeah Yeah. this feels great sleepers is one for me that's intense as shit i'll put that one on and be like all right here i go two and a half hours sleepers blue valentine is like that for me too like that's a weird like that's that's so i that's a little bit harsher than Manchester. Like, I, it's not a comfort uh, I movie, know. I would say. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I, guess, I guess it's true. Yeah. Stuff. 
Dan was just visiting me and we put on The Killing of a Sacred Deer and like that movie's fucking oh, hilarious, dude. Yes, and that movie's so funny. People do not think that movie's necessarily funny, but that movie is I mean, just talk all the talk about wristwatches and this or you know, surgeon can't kill a patient, anesthesiologist can't. I, it's so funny. Um some ones and then some recent ones. The hardest I've laughed probably researching this podcast was Armacord. When we did the 1973 podcast, oh, yeah, I've never right. seen that. Love that. Yeah, and I, it I watch so it funny. all the time now, and it just makes me laugh hysterically. And then the hardest I have ever laughed in a movie theater, without question, is Triangle of Sadness, which I know I've talked about on the podcast, oh, but I yes. had no idea that was coming. I still wore glasses back then. I had to take my glasses off. The, I still wore glasses. The screen was like... Back then, yeah, a back year then, ago. Fuck yeah, man. Hey. Um, so anyway, yes, that movie was hilarious. I, that was just, I've watched it since I don't laugh that hard. That reaction was like, yeah, really, really hyperbolic and crazy. Um, Borat, I think is hilarious. I got to mention Borat. Nice guys. Oh, the nice guys. This pro- the nice guys is probably one of the funniest moments we've had in the theater where you just fucking, yeah. oh, at least you're drinking again. Yeah. And you lost it. Yeah. We were in the Chinese theater premiere oh. of that movie, like at the premiere. And we were the only ones, but you just fucking laughed so hard. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> Loved it. So good. So good. All right. That was a lot of fun. A lot of comedies. A lot of funny stuff. Let's move to what are you watching? It's just a wild card. Take us anywhere you want to take us. You mentioned you mentioned this movie from this director, so I'm just going to pick a different movie. Okay, but uh, I'm going to with Yorgos Ooh. and the Lobster. Yes, great. I think call. the Lobster is so fucking funny. That's probably the one so that funny. people think is like his funniest. I would imagine. Yeah, or, or the favorite. I, I don't know. I don't, but the Lobster is like hysterical. I don't know. I, but, but the killing of a sacred deer, sacred deer, makes me laugh so much too. So um, I, I there's just an out of pocket. Because I, I've gone from all of these kind of like fairly raunchy, lowbrow types of humors to something that's completely on the opposite end of the mm-hmm, spectrum where mm-hmm. there's like a high art absurdity that I think is funny. Triangle of Sadness kind of has that too. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. And so I definitely vibe with that other extreme realm, but I wanted to give it a different level. Oh, I like it. That's a great pick. Great pick. Rewatching Sacred Deer made me want to watch all of his movies. And we have poor things coming out soon. So maybe your ghost episode coming up. That'd be fun. God, I love him. All right, real quick for mine. So I <laughs> I love the movie Starship Troopers. I think it is hilarious. I think it knows exactly what it's doing with all of its symbolism. Are the actors playing it straight or are they playing it up, playing into the humor? That's unclear, (laughs) (laughs) but I love this movie. My dad took me to see this in the theater when I was 11. Great times. I had not seen it in the theater since 1997, and I got to see it last week at an Alamo. What a delight. It was packed. I think I was the only person in the theater who laughed aloud when Clancy Brown yells, Rico, you are relieved of squad command. (laughs) It's like (laughs) hilarious to me, the context that he says it in. Uh, But oh, well, God, I just love it. All right. I do really want to know what people think is funny. I want to know if people think things that we said are like what you don't think that's funny or you guys think that's funny let us know on twitter instagram letterboxd wherever at waiw underscore podcast but as always thank you for listening and happy watching
Hey everyone, thanks again for listening. You can watch my films and read my movie blog at alexwithrow.com. NicholasDostel.com is where you can find all of Nick's film work. Send us mailbag questions at whatareyouwatchingpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at W-A-Y-W underscore podcast. Next time, we are dedicating an entire episode to one of my favorite films, Ridley Scott's Thelma and Louise. I love this movie. Stay tuned. <laughs>